laugh they do when they look at each other is hilarious. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. He has, he has such a crazy laugh. Tom Cruise is a crazy laugh, dude. So we were, Kenzie and I, when we were driving down to St. Louis, you ever listen to that Scientology stuff? Mm-hmm. He's like one of the big He is. He's the, the big, big dog there. Yeah. Did you know that, um, so you have like your followers, okay? Okay. And you get, I don't, I'm going to butcher it of like terminology, but you get to these different tiers and Tom Cruise is at like the top of the top where you have, you have unleashed information Okay. and you have like your um, almost clan behind you. So, so there's clan. And then, so John, <laughs> like a big flow chart. John Travolta's in it too. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Okay. <clears throat> so if you're at like a certain tier and you, so there's more tiers. Yeah. So it's if like you, an org chart, if you commit a crime, which and sort of looks like a, a pyramid. <laughs> and if you commit a crime at a certain tier and your clan sees it, they would clean it up and they wouldn't tell anyone. So like you could kill somebody and they wouldn't they wouldn't mm. be able to say a word. Much like a mafia, possibly. Not that Scientology is <laughs> but, organized but it's like crime. It's crime, yeah. And you listen to the so it's on a Joe Rogan podcast. Huh. You listen to how she talks and they are from the outside you're like, that's so crazy. But the way she talks is they're so brainwashed. It started when they're when they're kids and their parents bring them in and then disconnect their relationship with them because you have to disconnect your relationship at a certain tier with all outside family. It's the so it's a crazy thing like that we're we came from like space or something like that. Be like, closer to the mic. Oh, I didn't know we were recording. We're not this. recording, but like didn't they think that we came from like space like Somehow we no, so the crazy came from fucking the, a different universe and we're planted here on this planet. For the real. funniest thing is yeah. uh-huh. the founder or the god, I guess, that everybody's going towards was like with it, what like died seventy years ago or something like that. Okay, so he's like, it's relatively new, and everybody praises this guy. He was, he wrote the most fiction books. Out of anybody oh, ever. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of Isn't that kind of. Yeah. You just got like a cult following that just yeah. like no, totally. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day he had a religious. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I think? And wrote a book about it. He wrote a religious book that was just he's fictional. Like, oh, fuck, these people are buying it. Buying yeah, exactly. <laughs> people sort of buying it. Wait, and he's like, yeah. damn, I'm going to. Shit, I'll, I'll, I'll be the god of this and I want to start selling this. There's a, I don't usually watch South Park, but there's a really funny episode oh, dude, so so on, on Mormonism. <laughs> And they have, like, a song that goes through it the whole time. And, like, the, you know, the chorus or whatever is they, they just go, like, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's fucking savage. It's You're going to piss good. off a lot of religions here. Yeah, that's okay. Those Scientologists, they got a lot of fucking money, though. Like, they're, yeah, like, their so, own, so you pay, like, entity. You pay to get in. Yeah, and you have to, like, pay, like, dues Yearly. and stuff, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And like it's not portion, just like a, a, like a percentage of your annual salary or something right. has to be like regular old tithing. No, it's like it's like people are putting in millions. This girl that was on there, like she was have, an actor. They she, have like multiple private jets and locations all over the world, and like right. this huge, net, to get huge network. To the highest tier of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so you should listen to that podcast. It's super long, but you should listen to it on Joe Rogan. It's you'll listen to it and think how crazy is this hmm. but it was it's real and it's still going on like how do people believe this i don't know i wonder why people believe some of the shit they do i wonder why people watch the news every day and they fucking believe it you so. told me you watch you the watch news. the news yeah what the fuck yeah to see what lies they're trying to sell us today <laughs> see, there's this excuse <laughs> yeah screw all these people watching the news but i watch it too i just gotta yeah, I don't buy so into I... any of it <laughs> i fucking question everything why are they reporting on this Who's it? Who's why is my name Dylan? Who's gonna benefit the most off of this? Yeah. What's their po- potential agenda you know, behind this? If we want to talk about whys, I'm gonna leave you guys with this one. It's actually not a why; it's a how. Kenzie and I went on a tangent this weekend on this. Okay, how did the Egyptians build those pyramids? Easy. It's We've aliens. had a discussion like this before. <laughs> Slaves. No. How. Slaves. Aliens. I get that. Where did they get these huge fucking blocks of c- concrete or Perfect. stone from? Found the location at which oh, they look at this pulled g- them from the ground. <laughs> How do they cut them so perfectly square? Slaves. How did they get them up to the top? Slaves. No, dude. If you actually did, how did research they design? On it? How did they design the inner workings of it? Like all these tunnels and rooms and everything that okay, are inside well, the slaves were probably not smart enough for that part. But but not only that, even if it was slave labor, it would take decades to build this. 
like they were that fucking committed <laughs> that oh this yeah. is gonna take eighty years to build, but we're just gonna yeah. and probably a hundred thousand people are gonna fucking die building this in the middle of a fucking desert. Not only that, with no shade, <laughs> with no shade, it's a hundred. <laughs> you know? Not only that, so they measure it now, okay. and they measure like how if it's on like a perfect angle, it is it is dead straight, and aliens. Okay, here's and it, okay. And I one have, lesson, one I have a fucking theory about this, but you you talk first. And real quick, real quick. Another thing is it's perfectly matched with each angle goes in the direction north, south, east, east, west. So and how do they know within, that? Exactly. Within a, a fraction of a degree, they say. Every single one. Do you have something you want to contribute to this? Yeah, sometimes you get fucking lucky. <laughs> Not that often, especially uh, the huge 20 times? Well, so in in the course of two thousand, <laughs> in the course of two thousand years, you don't think there's any chance that the Earth has rotated just enough to align it? No, our climate would be all fucked up. <laughs> oh shit! Damn. No. It- Okay, okay I know what you're going to say. Oh, you're going to yeah, say yeah, ice yeah. ages. Somebody who's watching the news already uh, thinks it is. All right, another thing is. Where they were getting some of these rocks were like 40 to 100 miles away that had to be on a boat down a river. And they didn't, so have, they any, build, they didn't have any power source at the time. No power source. So how they build a Besides boat. manual labor a, and horses. all to cut it? <laughs> how, the, how they build even the boat. How they build a boat that could hold 100,000 pounds. I don't think you're giving enough credit to, uh, to people. Right, but look at how many they built. This this wasn't just one. This I mean, was granted, like, they built them in a span of like thousands of years. Okay, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. One didn't take a thousand years. Yes. No, it didn't. They they talk about it on okay. there. Okay, number one took it, a thousand years. And then they're like, fuck, we did this all wrong. Like, <laughs> No, it didn't. So they went and fixed it. No, the, the main pyramid didn't take a thousand years. That's where you're wrong. Okay, a couple hundred. After the, after the first one, all I'm saying is after the first one, you're like, oh, shit, we should have just used more slaves. Like, <laughs> more people pushing the, the rock, 20, right? 20 years only. That's not that long. I don't believe that. 20 years, 100,000 men. But Don't believe it. Okay, not only that, when, when you go on the inside, you have these massive granite blocks. That okay. are cut perfectly to where you can't even fit a credit so card in there. Real how, quick, real quick. How are they cutting granite? Exactly. So that's what they talk about is how you cutting granite. They didn't have dynamite. No. Couldn't and blast they're perfectly it out. square. They could have made a sandblaster. There's plenty of that over there. So what they say <laughs> is they had like a saw that had uh, some type of material, but then they're like, that material can't cut granite. So what they're saying that they did is they tossed salt in there while, or not salt, sand while they're cutting and the little crystals help cut it. I'm like, you know how long that would take to cut a square? So how many employees do we have here? I don't know, 35? Do we get a lot done in the course of a week? Yeah, we're not cutting granite. We're building fucking pyramids. Okay. <laughs> well, we yeah, but here's my we're point. building one big we one. Have, <laughs> we have 30 employees here, okay? You don't have to market the pyramids, right? So you cut, you you cut out the do? marketing Let's department. Let's get a block of granite for <laughs> Sam to cut and see how I'll long it takes it. <laughs> Look at the intensity there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I just, I, all right, I want to hey, prove. These pyramids are massive. Yeah, they're like tall or whatever. <laughs> no, massive. I'm just saying. It's and crazy. And they have fucking tunnels and rooms and all sorts of hallways. And Once you got it built, you just dig dig it out. So, I mean, they're tombs, right? Isn't that the whole yeah, deal? That's, that's they're they're tombs. But, so, but like, there's no bodies found in them. Well, there must be in there somewhere. Well, right. Well, what, <laughs> yeah, there's you bodies found around him from all the people that died trying to make them. But my my biggest question is, okay, you have the Bible that's, uh, don't quote me, like 2,500 years old or whatever. Okay. And it's specific to every event that happened. But you're telling me this was a little little earlier. You're telling me that nobody wrote down how they built it. No, they it. did. You just can't read it because it was in hieroglyphs. People can read hieroglyphics, Sam. Okay. Can you? I said people can. People. This but pe- okay, so you're telling me nobody <laughs> people can't. Nobody wrote down, hey, this is step one, step two, step three. That's what I mean. There had to be designs and plans somewhere. Right. And you, there's just nowhere. Just weird. Just think about it, you know. 
I'm think. I, all I'm saying is we get a lot done here in a week. If you had a hundred thousand people who didn't eat lunch and you could work them eighteen hours a day, I'm just saying you could get a in lot more done. hundred and ten degree fucking sun. They'd be, yeah. die, they'd be dying in a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I would hate to be your play. <laughs> no shit. Damn, I'd be working like a dog. Yeah. Feral fucking Listen, Sam over here. If everyone's praising you like you're a god or something, like it's probably gonna go to your head and you're like. Fuck it, am a god. Like, just <laughs> fuck your four hundred one k. Get back to work. Like, <laughs> you want Wait, retirement? You if can you retire when you're retirement is gr- death. Yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll be helping build a better afterlife for me. I'm just saying, if if you know we were building a pyramid and wanted to build more in the future, I would at least have like a script of like, hey, this is how I think. This is how we did the first one. You know, go build this one. Where'd that go? Where'd that go? I mean, the first. Can you put it on email or something? These fucking these gods that came from the sky in their little spaceships helped us build the first one, so they'll help us I build mean, the next ones too. I don't know. I think there's. Which are the gods that come from the sky? Yeah. Which should make sense why they're aliens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jake, you should you should talk about this with Jacob. Jacob's got so what he's like. I brought it up to him. He's like, oh, dude, wrong guy to bring this up to. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Jacob too. You can just tell he's got like a hundred different ideas of how they did it. He says that that they had, he says, uh, life, I don't know how he explained it, but he said they could move stuff with uh, sound waves. Sorry. Sorry, I had something stuck in my throat. He's like, damn it. But, yeah, it's a tangent. You just lay down trees, push the block over the the trees. They They didn't know of wheels back then. Sam, where the fuck are there trees in the desert? Good idea. Good point. Dude, they got... <clears throat> oh, yes. Good one, Dylan. <laughs> are you kidding? You can find trees from fucking anywhere. Well, why did they just make a... The wheel would have been invented way earlier then. <laughs> are you kidding me right now? <laughs> just saying. All right. You know what? You're a slave. So they said they leveled it out by building out a water tunnel around the entire thing, and that water would determine how level it is. I mean that's a great idea. That's what I, that I'm like. That's not a bad I idea. Mean, yeah, but they had their. It's just a really big bubble level. Right, but my again, my thing is, why wouldn't you write that down? Somewhere. They, they did. Obviously, somebody found out about it. So, no, he, he's guessing on that. Oh, okay. It. So how many how many men would you think it takes to get one of those bricks from its destination to its final location? A lot. How how many? Dude, to pick how up. How big is it? Hundred thousand. The size of this room. Probably around the size of this room. Okay. 100,000 pounds. Okay. How, each person can pick up 100 pounds, say. Because these guys are frail, no, let's, dude. They got wheels. These guys the got, Egyptians aren't dumb. They got wheels, right? No, they don't. Wheels wasn't invented back then. When was the wheel invented? I don't know. Like Before that? So see other, that see after other that. So, But what I'm saying is if, if you were able to collect trees, you could lay down trees on, on a flat surface and push an object, which then would <laughs> roll the trees. I didn't know Dylan invented it. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty cool Fourth, if you invented the wheel. It was a uh, fourth like millennium, 2000 BC. Okay. So the right pyramids. About the same time, right? Is there a crazy fact like the Egyptians are closer to the dinosaurs than we are to the Egyptians. Five hundred and not true at all. Isn't it something like that? N- not even remotely close. Yeah, I mean, we're no. It we're would all be, prestigious historians it's, here. It's, so. it's it's Caesar. Caesar is closer to us, or Caesar is right in the middle of us. Like the time of ancient Rome is like smack dab in the middle between. All I know is when, when the I pyramids went to the... were, were created and modern society. Five hundred years after, these were built. Five hundred years before the wheel was invented. Five hundred years. Hundred. That's a lot of years. How, how many just camels saying, can you get to pull? I'm just saying. I don't think it would take. Like, how many people could push a block this big, the size of this room? A lot, Sam. A hundred thousand pounds. Each person can. Let's just say each person can pick up or push a hundred pounds. We should probably get going on this podcast. I can push, this is the podcast. Or this is the podcast now. Yeah. A thousand. You need a thousand people. I can push more than a hundred pounds. You can, but what about a frail little guy that hasn't eaten in? We, I think we had an entire discussion about this, so, but, like, there, there had to be logistics surrounding the pyramids, right? Like, people 
not maybe not selling food, but distributing food, right? Well, so, so that's what they talk about there too. Is they set, I don't know how they figure this out. They're like, they determined that the slaves were eating really good, like meats and breads and stuff like that. I'm like, how do you figure that out? But you don't figure <laughs> out how to make a pyramid. Through I mean, bone? it makes sense. They had to have the nutrition and the strength to, right. to yeah. work, right? So, right. but so dude, this is a fun fact that blows my mind every time I look at it. I took a picture of it when I went to the Smithsonian Museum a few years back. Big brain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Big brain. If you compress the history of the known universe into a single calendar year, so January 1st would mark the Big Bang, which is right kind of the beginning of history Mm -hmm. as we know it to we think. Until? Compress it until? So the Earth would form around September 14th. Okay. So obviously millions and millions and millions of years before okay. the Earth was even formed. If the Big Bang was January 1st, the Earth wasn't formed until September 14th. Okay. Okay. Dinosaurs would not appear until December 24th. Let's in- fucking go. That's exciting. Almost, that's crazy. December 24th <laughs> and become extinct about four days later. So from the 24th to the 28th Damn. is the lifespan of dinosaurs, which is, has been longer than obviously our existence on this planet. People would not show up until less than two hours before midnight on December 31st. People, our whole existence of homo sapiens being on this on planet. Earth, yeah. And modern society literally is like only less than that. Out in a, in a year's span of our known exist of the universe's known existence, we only get fucking less than two hours. And it's crazy. That's pretty crazy. The last five centuries of history would take place during the last second of December 31st. Damn. That shit just blows my mind because it really just shows how fucking ins- insignificant we really are. Oh, yeah. big time. Yeah. You know, basically, we're just f- fucking animals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is some deep shit, but like nothing we do now or have ever done fucking matters. You know what I mean? Which like, I think and when put in perspective of the universe is true, but when put in perspective of a lifespan, I, I don't think is is true at all. Yeah, but what you, what is it? It's just something that we've created. It doesn't in the big grand scheme of things in the universe and the planet Earth itself, it yeah. none of nothing we do fucking matters at all. You know, I mean, that's one way to look at it, but you can I say mean, yeah, it's, that's it's a negative. No, it's no, it's not not to be negative at all, but it's just like Henry Ford invented the car. Yeah, it only matters. Right, guys, it right? only matters to you. This doesn't matter. <laughs> it only I'm matters. I'm not paying my bills. I'm not <laughs> right. waking up or getting out of bed. Everything we've created, have ever created, yeah, only matters to humans. That's it. See, and the, you know yeah, I mean? the rest of the fucking Earth, the weather, the fucking planet itself, the rest of the fucking universe doesn't give a fucking lickety slick of shit unless you build yeah. a pyramid all it takes is a little fucking solar flare from the sun to go and yeah and we're, we're cooked it's fucking over you know yeah. what i mean like and the rest of the universe still fucking goes on hey welcome to the podcast alex this is a non-traditional podcast we got off on alex, a tangent on this alex one. you're on the podcast are you really picking up in the middle of the podcast yeah yeah, yeah. alex who built the pyramids uh the Romans, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Philosopher, Thanks, Alex. philosopher, Alex. <laughs> You're welcome. If you have anything else, just phone me. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. All right, love you, Al. <laughs> the Romans. <laughs> I love that guy. I can't wait to hang out with him in Orlando. Oh, that's All pretty right. shit. Let's talk about Orlando. What are you doing there? We are first trade show for Viper Building Energy. Pyramids. <laughs> I feel like I got to get back to my pyramid. Yeah. Uh, first trade show for Viper Energy. It's called USAA Fit Games. Okay. I guess it's just a big... Do they have sumo wrestling here? Did you sign up? No. I get eaten. They have uh, CrossFit. Like, you ever see those people that lift up those big freaking... Yeah, the stones. 500-pound balls. balls yeah, the heavy. Heavy. What if they just had a 1,000 of those guys pushing blocks for the pyramid? Dude, done. <laughs> see, that? that's what I'm talking about. Those massive dudes. <laughs> Just huge, uh, but yeah. First trade show for Viper Energy is just a one day, and I'm pumped for the setup. Think of that. How easy is that going to be versus what we're used to? 
you know? Mm -hmm. We used to have to put the – oh, we still will, but five chairs. You got to set up the entire booth, with, which isn't easy. Mm -hmm. Put the – lay down the uh, – Flooring. The flooring. And uh, where this is just roll in the cooler – set up a table it should be nice and easy yeah so i'm pretty, pretty pumped about that but uh but yeah I'm, I'm just excited to see outside reactions of people that we have no idea who they are and see what they think you know I'm the excited. feedback's been fucking amazing though literally everybody i've given it to has loved it yeah, yeah. like and i tell them to be brutally honest, brutally honest. like right. i want your or you know genuine opinion what do you think of it so that we know if we're selling a fucking shit product or not and they all fucking love it yeah like, yeah but what's also gonna be cool too is for them they're probably going to be walking around, so they're going to try other people's energy drinks. And then they come to us, and they'll know because they just had everybody else's. Instant to see what comparison. Ours, exactly, how, how ours compares to it. Yeah. So I'm excited. First one. <laughs> Everyone there is going to be, like, wired out of their minds. Yeah, right. Yeah. Free but, uh, samples everywhere. I'm excited to see what it what it does. And if it's good, then let's let's do more of these. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think regardless. So it sh should be pretty fun. But, uh but yeah, so so what day is that from until? It's just a one day event. Oh, nice it's a Saturday. Yeah, should be pretty cool. You're and that's Chris, yourself, and Alex. Alex and then Max is gonna come too. We need a girl there. Okay, nice. So, yeah, cool. She gonna try. And, she gonna sell. Otherwise, Alex was gonna have to wear the uh, the crop top <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> okay. We never got any interest. Shacks. Never get any interest when Alex wears the crop top. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. People thing. seem to stray away from the booth. Yeah, everybody just takes pictures. Yeah, it's just weird. Actually, right. in 2023, it's probably like normal. But yeah, no kidding. Right. right, you actually probably get a ton of interest now. A bunch of yeah, freaking weirdos. People would be coming up to you. But but picking up off the last one. So we're just talking about. Uh, what were we talking about? Facility. I mean, primarily facility. Why is mine loose? Sam wants to put it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about uh, old facility or getting into the new facility, closing up uh, big October, getting the Walker order, getting the Air Force order. Um, Set us up for a banger Black Friday and a great end of the year. Yep. And then yep. went into 2022, which was just pure growth mode like just foot on the gas hiring people yeah getting oh, yeah. launching new about, talk about hiring launching yep. new products i think hiring could probably almost be like its whole yet yeah. podcast almost by itself like or its whole own episode mm -hmm. honestly 2022 is let's just say we went we went to school yeah <laughs> it was we made a lot of tuition payments <laughs> a lot of payments so when we i think in 2022 we had eight people going into 2022 okay which is pretty good, right? Actually, yeah. probably less than that. So let's break down who we had, too. So we had probably three out in the shop on the warehouse, three or four, right? Mm -hmm. Does that include you and I? Well, I mean, we were still going out. I mean, to give people clarity, like we were – Dean and I were still going out in the shop every single night to help box orders in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Like in the morning, we would do emails and do our business stuff and do what needed to be done on kind of like the – management administration side of it and then afternoons was like all hammer time you know what i mean like dude it was it was still so much fun like mm -hmm. it was i remember hooking getting on that stereo you know give dude. me that aux cord let's go when you get a yeah. good tape job too it's just straight down the line Smooth. let's go but i want to say probably so we there had... was two we had two el two elders right drake and levi i'm pretty sure yep and then we had Jacob um, and Duddy. Jacob and Duddy, and then Duddy ended up leaving for some time. So then it was just Jacob for a long time. And yeah. Oh yeah, big time. I remember felt that. Felt terrible was, for it, dude. He yeah. was, He crushed it so though. Like he did. He crushed you it. You two. And then we had a couple people up front here in the office. Rep. Yeah, we had Anna in the office. She was like accounting, HR, no well, accounting, and, and like customer service. Customer service. Weird mix, right? But like yeah. small business, you wear a lot of hats. Like yeah. we, we didn't know what we were doing. doing. No, we had no idea what we were doing. And, I uh, think she was the only one that applied, too. So I think we, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we, we hired funny. her. Yeah. And then, dude, she was, the only, she was the only one up here in the office for a long time. We, have all, we had all these offices up front of this building and it's weird nobody I, in them. Yeah, <laughs> like, when I think about it, I actually think, like, like what offices were filled. <laughs> like, Yeah, even when you came, there was very 
Yeah. There wasn't many. No, gosh. Wasn't no. many at all. Not compared to now. Um but yeah, so we had say eight, right? It was it was about eight people if I remember correctly. Eight people coming into twenty twenty two and uh it was a good Black Friday. I do remember that. Dude, that's crazy. So with just Jacob out in the warehouse and you and I going in after hours, we well, still Daddy, crushed. Daddy was there for for Black Friday too. Oh, true. Yeah. So us four, but you and I were pretty much let's just say part time for boxing. And we had Joe. Joe came on somewhere in between there as well. I remember uh, he came out on. on after I. Yeah, that was twenty twenty two sometime. Yeah, but because I was in March, we had only two people boxing up Black Friday orders and they still got out. Yeah, mm-hmm. in time. That's pretty crazy. And then, uh, well, I mean, we were coming on weekends and shit too. Like, yeah, it was pretty much an everyday type thing. So, when you guys brought somebody on, was it hard to totally hand off the responsibilities that they had, or that they were assuming by taking that position? Well, Jacob, Jacob helped a ton because he built our trust right away. Yeah, for for boxing up because he did it better. Like he held higher, almost higher standards that we did, and mm-hmm. he was quick, dude. Like. He's somebody where he steps back and he looks at it. He maps everything out of how he wants to do it. He's so particular in how he does it too of how many pallets he's going to have yeah. and what he has left <laughs> over. And if you put something on that pallet, he gets he pisses him <laughs> off because he's like, yeah. throws the count off. Get it off there. You're, yeah. you're throwing my count off. So having him out on the warehouse was, dude, just awesome. The dude helped a ton. Yeah. Um. So how about in, like, other aspects, though, for, like, customer service and stuff? Did you feel confident, like, being able to hand that off right away that the customers would be dealt with the way that you would want so to be with them? So customer service is we hold a really high standard in customer service. Yeah. Like, everything has to be responded to as soon as possible. Like, we don't want, you know, lingering problems or customers hanging out there. Like, attend to everything as, as soon as possible, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're really picky in how you talk to people too, which is can be difficult because everybody has talks differently, right? Like how emails are typed and how they're spoken to on the phone. And like every single customer is different. So like you kind of, we, I like to craft, you know, the responses around how, you know, how their language is reaching out to you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that they can one better understand it and two be able to connect with you right away, mm-hmm. you know, instead of being, too technical or too salesy or, you know, too whatever, or even too dumb, you know, not too dumb, but like. Yeah. Just who don't understand the, some of those other aspects. Right. You know, right. Some of the technical stuff. So like, honestly, I think the biggest problem that we ran into with hiring people is letting people know our expectations. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that was probably the biggest the biggest hurdle that we had to overcome is be like, cause there's been numerous times where, you know, Dan and I would get together and be like, they're not doing this. They're not doing that. And then, you know, we get upset and like, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? It's like, well, because we have to do a better job at explaining it fucking clearly to them. And yeah. it took a while for us to learn that. I think we're still learning it. We are like, we, because those conversations are learning a lot. Those yeah. conversations are hard to have of, Hey, I'm expecting you to do this. And it, it, because it's having those hard conversations that I think we avoided in the beginning because we we, Def- we never did it. Definitely avoided hard you know? conversations in the beginning because like bit us in the ass. And then what would end up doing is we would end up just doing it ourselves. So we're paying this person to not do it, right? What we're expecting, and then we end up fucking doing it. And then in the back of our heads, we're pissed that they're not doing it. But like, why aren't they doing it? Because we didn't tell them to do it. So it's like we're we the didn't bl- tell them how we wanted it done. We're right. to blame because we can't just fucking expect them to do it you or know? even train them. You know. There's some hires where we brought in. It, it depends, though. So, like, you, we didn't really have to train because I don't know camera. Mm-hmm. And we hired you because you knew camera, yeah. you know? Inside so, it depends out, yeah. It depends what positions it is. I think is. it's called photog, right? You're <laughs> fo- is that the technical term? I mean, I think it's <laughs> creative director now, but, yeah. Creative guru. But, uh, right. Um, yeah, we, at that stage, and especially in the beginning of 2022, we're in such growth mode where we would just hire and hope that they would know what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where we made a massive mistake of one, not holding expectations and two, not training them on how to do it the way we wanted them to do it, mm-hmm. which took a long time to learn and has definitely bit us in the ass. And we're still learning today of how to do that the best of yeah, our I ability. Think, because I think it takes works, time to do that. I agree. Know? But I think it works with some people and other people it just doesn't, you know, like somebody, you know, might want a position that they're like underqualified for, right? 
And in that case, you're going to have to get them up to speed. And hopefully they're a fast learner and they can catch on or they've done their research and they can hop in and, and know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think that especially when, you know, everyone is always looking for a better position. Everyone, I would hope, is always trying to better themselves, right? So aiming for something higher isn't something to, you know, look down on. But when it comes to especially a young business, I think it's really important to hire somebody who is well qualified. Absolutely. Well, that was one thing, too. We're just we're hiring to fill the spot. Yeah. And. We, Which is not a good practice. We, no, not <laughs> at all. You end up spending a lot more time and money and resources trying to make that person as something either they're not or don't want to be or yeah. can't be yeah. turned into. Yeah. So, like, you have to do your due diligence and make sure you're hiring the correct people for those positions. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're doing a disservice to the entire team. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, Everybody I else is going to work harder if that person's not pulling their weight or you made a mistake and hired the wrong person. And it's gonna, yeah, it's, know that's going to weigh on other people. Yeah, then you then, then you, you have to have a super them. hard fucking conversation and you have to let them go. Yeah, which is know, which, which is not fun. Fucking sucks too. Equally as hard as looking, maybe even harder than looking for the right person to fill well, there you the, go. the, there you the go. position. That's a good way to look at it is that conversation of having to let somebody go is, I would say, as painful, if not more painful, than waiting out another two, three weeks to a month mm-hmm. to find the right person. You know, because rush hiring is... Do not do it. Meaning if you don't have an accountant and you're growing and you're still doing all the busy work and you're just over your head and work mm-hmm. and you have somebody come along like, hey, I know how to do accounting and you just hire them just because they know how to do accounting. That's the biggest mistake ever is taking the first candidate that comes. Mm-hmm. Bring in as much as you possibly can because you mentioned Alex Hermanzi on the last podcast. He talks a lot about this also of hiring is whoever you hire should be better than you at doing whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's for every single position. If somebody can't do it better than you can do it, don't hire them. Because that's, yeah, you can always train somebody, but you need to look for people that can come in and bring their own ideas of, hey, I know how to do this, and I'm going to continue to grow past that level, yeah. not to that level. Mm-hmm. You know, Is there a way to spot, like, what would you call it? Like, potential, like trainable potential? Because that exists, but I don't think it's an appropriate way to hire based off of, you know? What do you mean? Like like somebody who is ambitious in the essence of like, maybe they don't have the full skill set, but, you know, like, is there a way to to determine like trainability or? I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of it, you can look at their resume too. What's their job history like? Have they had a bunch of different jobs that they have excelled in? And learned new skills and, you know, have mm-hmm. not all the same thing on their resume. You know what I mean? Because then maybe that shows that they don't want to learn or they're not interested in kind okay. of. That's a fair way to look at it. Yeah. So, like, I like, we like hiring well-rounded people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, you know, can kind of, can kind of do a little bit of, not everything, but like, can do a little bit more than what you're just hiring them for. Yeah. Right? Then they, I mean, they just have a little more experience in other fields, like, or not even fields, but like, I don't want to, how I want to word this. No, I know what I you mean, because I actually <clears throat> came from a shipping position in my previous job yeah, as well. Exactly. And like, if I, you know, I would, I'd go out there and pack boxes if, if yeah. need be. Like, well, see, that was it. So one thing to answer your question is a lot of it comes down to gut feeling too. And we've been wrong Definitely. with gut in the past, but like, all with, go with your gut. If right away you came in and, uh, I think it was either that day or the next day. We're like, hey, can you come in after you're done working and come shoot for two hours to show us what you can do? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, So right there, it's like, okay, you just passed that test of your willingness to go above and beyond mm-hmm. and to prove it that you want this position. Second of all is, I don't think I ever told you this, but I, I went deep into your Instagram profile yeah. and I saw your work from when you just started <laughs> to where you continue to advance and you can see the progression, yeah. you know? And it's night and day, so it's it's really one gut feeling, two like set them up for a test. So let's say it's accounting, ask them really difficult accounting questions that only somebody that is willing to grow would know, mm-hmm. you know, or give them some sort of test or survey or something to do that that proves their worth. Uh, we always we just started asking this question in interviews of, hey, you have uh, 
it's four four fifty nine. You have something come up that's going to take forty five minutes. Are you willing to go above and beyond and stay that forty five minutes to get what you need to get done mm-hmm. done? And if they say yes, you ask them, okay, is that going to create any problems if it happens five days in a row? Mm-hmm. Because last thing you want to do is put people in here that aren't willing to go above and beyond while everybody else on the team is. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say some people come in at eight and go till four thirty, but they're hustling during that time. Yeah. You know, that's different. And they're getting all their shit done. And they're getting done. their shit done. Yeah. And that's different. I have no problem with that because you're killing it, mm-hmm. you know? And everybody has their family after after work. But, um, you know, getting those people that want to go above and beyond no matter what it takes. Like mm-hmm. you, I could call you on Saturday and be like, hey, man, I need you to shoot. Be like, cool, where? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's the kind of people that we're looking for to go to, to continue to build this brand because it wouldn't be fair to you to bring somebody in that's not willing to do that. Yeah. Because then it's going to create a lot of more training and management and teaching for you, which then is going to prevent you from doing what you're, what we hired you to do is create yeah. awesome content. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a massive circle, you know? Yeah. A lot of stuff hmm. there, but that was well said. Thanks man. But it was, we Things hired a well-spoken I mean, guy, basically fucking killers. That's what you want to hire. <laughs> yeah. But how many times did we hire? It took us a while to learn that, learn that though. So it I don't want to make this seem like it was one high, one wrong hire and we learned it. It was probably, probably five or six, five or six <laughs> wrong hires. And a lot of those hires we paid a lot of money for. We paid mm-hmm. a firm to find us these hires. Talented people. So yeah. not only did we make the wrong hire, but we also paid up the ass to get them here. Which That's is, uh, one of those tuition payments that I spoke about <laughs> yeah. earlier is like, the school of hard knocks. This, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it sounds great. This company is going to help us, you know, recruit for us and find these people. And then none of them worked out. So that, that, that's, <laughs> like, a, that's a great point, too. Is if just you're, did fucking do it yourself. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Nobody likes it. But yeah. you know what you want. You know what you're looking for. You just got, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. You With get all, on LinkedIn. You get on Indeed. You get on ZipRecruiter. All these hiring platforms. You fucking poach people. You do whatever you got to do to find the person that you need. Right. That's mm-hmm. it. Plain and simple. Right. Yeah, we learned the hard way of that, but a couple times. Like even Not on the marketing <laughs> side, we we needed somebody to do the digital marketing for us, and we had somebody come in and pretty much say everything we needed to say. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't really question. We didn't question hard enough because he was telling us everything we wanted to hear. We're like, oh yes, dude, this is yeah. this guy's perfect. And next thing you know, is the worst hire we've yeah. had. You know, and you sometimes you can't. You can't tell, you can't predict it because uh, people will come in and tell you exactly what you want to hear. So that's your responsibility to go deeper into that to to like get them to hear more. Literally, not just the stuff that, you want to hear, not just the baseline stuff. Ask questions that aren't typical interview questions. Yeah, you know, and get references and call yes. the ex employers and do all your homework because like this is a huge investment. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you just don't want to off the cuff all right you're you got the job you know like you gotta do your homework and make sure it's It'd just be like, nice if it was that easy it yeah. would be right and but it's just like buying a piece of equipment or something like you do your homework on it you make sure you're buying the best one and you want to make sure it's the most reliable one you want to yeah. make sure it's going to do exactly what you want it to do i mean not them comparing employees to the equipment but like just the fact of doing your homework and making because you're investing in this person mm-hmm. you know what i mean like just like you'd be investing in a piece of equipment or something to help grow your business. It's essentially yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. One thing business owners underestimate also is what work environment are you building? That's huge. You, That's so huge. Right. The, you, the culture at the workplace right. is like, is it? Are, are you, you building a place that people want to work at? Right. Mm-hmm. And are you a leader that somebody wants to work with? Right. You know, that's massive. Build, build something that people don't want to leave. Right. So then as you continue to grow like we are, we can invest in a cooler workplace, which creates a cooler place that people want to work around here. And one thing we learned as as we continue to, to hire more people is we found it easier to hire people that you know. Yeah. Either through connections that you have at your current employees. Word or, of mouth. Just word of mouth, man. Or just word of mouth. Honestly, because say, say the phrase I always like you say. <laughs> Say the phrase always like you say. <laughs> <laughs> the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Right. Yes. Yeah. So like if you know somebody and you think that they can do the job, I would take that over hiring somebody that you have no relationship with mm-hmm. and hoping In a sense you know what you're getting. Right. Compared to hiring somebody off the streets that you have no no idea yeah. about. 
right? Yeah. So, so take take hmm. uh, take operations manager for example. We brought Josh on. Mm-hmm. So Josh is my brother-in-law, and that was always that was something very similar that you and I got in the beginning of. Are you sure you want to work with your brother? You know, same thing with this. Are you sure you want to hire a family? This was different because I know Josh and I know that he's going to crush it at whatever he's going to do. Mm-hmm. But we had that conversation even beforehand of like pre it even starting of, hey, you should work here. Of If this ever happens, you know that it's business and family. You know, like yeah, if things don't work. We're not going to hold it personally exactly. against you. Draw the land. Draw the science. Hold us personal against going? us. Draw it. There you <laughs> No, you say it. No. <laughs> draw the this sand in the line. Draw the sand in the line? <laughs> draw a line in the sand right away. Oh, shoot. <laughs> One of these times we'll get it. Yeah. But seriously, you got to set it straight off. Hey, man, if like you're not performing and we have these conversations back to back to back, that plain yeah. and simple, you can't be mad that you get terminated or whatever. Josh has been works. crushing it. But he's crushing it. And seriously. So that's the thing is I knew We've he would. We've never been so prepared. <laughs> like, and, and, I, and that's the thing is, like Dylan was just saying, I would rather take him because I know what he was doing at his previous job because we spent time together mm-hmm. at, at his house and stuff and talking about what he's working on. So I'm like, I know what he's doing, and he could bring all that talent here. I would rather take that than hiring somebody off the street that might have a ton of knowledge, but I have no relationship with him. Yeah. You know? So this person, Josh, I know he will come in on the weekends if I need him to, to, to come in, set up an assembly line or whatever, mm-hmm. versus somebody else I probably wouldn't trust them to do that yeah but there's people out there so i don't want you to like I, don't, I definitely don't want to give off like the wrong the wrong vibe or anything like there are people out there that you're well, gonna you I'm, have to find their diamonds in the fucking rough like they are you have you either have to make them into that person which is really fucking hard mm-hmm. to do because they have to want it mm-hmm. or if you can find them great and good luck because they are out there but they're really difficult to find mm-hmm. you know and yeah. you have to have something that's going to draw them to you or some kind of way to find them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just wait around and hopefully, I don't know, hopefully our ops guy will appear one of these days, right. you know, like that's Honestly, not how it's going to work. A lot of it comes down to just trust too. I feel you can run a better organization when you can trust the people that you hire. Absolutely. You know, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's what I was saying with that whole like family thing or hiring who, you know. Um, but what, to your point too, is you can hire outside as well. Like, I didn't know you beforehand, but now I trust you with my life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it, all I'm saying is if you have somebody in your family or you know that could potentially fill that spot, entertain it. It doesn't mean hire them. I'm just saying it could be a good solution to, to your need. You made you know? me laugh because I almost thought like every time you like went over to Josh's house, you're like, all right, Josh, I'll see you later. Thanks, thanks for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, right. I would ask it would it was like pretty in depth stuff of what he's doing there and his yeah. how he would set up processes and systems and ho- hold people accountable. So it was like all those Christmases and Thanksgivings were like vetting him. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole vetting process. Right. Josh opens up his, his <laughs> gift from Jane. Hey, it's a, a clipboard with a spreadsheet on yeah. it. I love this. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but oh, no, Josh is great. He's crushing it. And look at how much that has allowed us to grow in different ways also is I was doing operations before mm-hmm. on top of everything else. So being able to fill that spot with somebody you can trust was the greatest thing because to be honest, if we would have hired somebody off the street and I didn't have that trust with them yet, that would have been hard to give that over. You know, I think that is a big problem that a lot of entrepreneurs have is giving is trusting people. Yeah. You know, like this is your baby. you spent, you know, blood, sweat, and tears building it up to this point, And now you're trusting a lot with this person. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's tough to give it's up. It's fucking yeah. hard. Like you really have to earn it. And I think a lot of people struggle and I know they do because we struggled with it, yeah. you know, like just there's always a back of your head, like, oh, you know, I hope it, I don't want there to be any doubt that something's getting messed up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, we live with that at trade shows. Remember when we, when we will leave and we didn't have like an operations person in yet mm-hmm. and we had that trust, but it was like, especially the first trade show at SEMA, it was hard to leave because it was just like, this is our baby. And it's, it's like, damn, both of we're us are not gone. There. We're on the other end of the country. Like, right. Yeah. You just, we're, we're, I mean, we're here all the time. Right. So it's like, you just feel like, something's going to fucking happen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen when you're gone. Right. But on the flip side, it forces people to, to fucking figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't 
you have to allow some kind of freedom and room for people to make mistakes because that's the, you know, the best way that they're going to learn. Yeah. So like you almost have to let it happen, you know, right. within that's... reason, obviously, so that they learn. And when they learn on their own, that's, you know, now it's See, never, right. it's not going to happen again. And I, I told Dane, so I like, I have a very like clear creative vision on like how I want stuff done. And now that we have two people who sort of work, you know, under me, alongside me, it's, it can be difficult for me to like give up that creative control or like how something is done or the process for it. And one of the best things that recently happened was before we went to Ronan, mm -hmm. we had uh, a drop that featured his chair and we needed content film for that chair. And I got sick. We like, we went down to the Whiskey and Oil podcast and I knew I wasn't feeling yeah. good. And so that was a long day, which by the way, if you guys haven't watched it yet, go check sick. out the Whiskey great, and Oil. It's, it's such a, a good podcast. Um, but on the way back, it was like Friday the following day, and I just did not feel good. And we were supposed to have a shoot for that chair that day. And like I knew what I wanted, and I can still picture it in my head today. Mm -hmm. But like there was no way I was going to be able to attend. I like was sick. I had like a fever and chills, you know, like the whole thing. And so I called and I was like, all right, guys, like here's what I want. Go do it. And they crushed it. And they did a fantastic job on that shoot. And now you trust them even more after they've proven big time. that. So yeah, big time. I know I can hand stuff off to either of those two guys now. And, exactly. And know that it'll get done to the standard that I want it done at. Right. And there's still room to grow, but I know they'll get it done, and they'll get it done really well. Right. So from a manager standpoint, you could be almost like preventing the growth of those that you're managing by not giving them more responsibilities. Agreed. You know? Yeah. Because that's, those are, uh, that's opportunity to grow. Right. Right. And they want that too, because they're like, they see it of, oh damn, Sam's trusting me to do this. I'm going to crush it for him. Like, hell yeah, I'm going to crush it for him. And this is going to be great because this is going to lead into more shoots like this. Mm -hmm. And, and then they went to the farmer's market with Viper Energy oh, and made a great video. So they crushed it's, it too. It's like that trust now they built with you because you allowed them to yeah, do it. Yeah. Actually when, so when that whole the, it, we ended up having to split directions that day as well. Um, I went and did the dirt bike video, and mm -hmm. they went and did, you know, some Viper Energy testing. Yep. And, like, as soon as that popped up in my head, I was like, like, you guys are going to crush it. Hell like, yeah. I, you already know what the vision is. You know how to get it done. We have the whole thing set up. Like, go right. have fun. Go crush it. You know, and, and I'm going to go do this. Exactly. You know? And we ended up coming up with two great batches of videos like yeah you can't be at two places at once no as long and as those so, expectations are clear of hey this is what i expect out of you go have fun hundred percent crush it you know i would hand off you go do pretty much thing. pretty much anything to him now right so but uh but yeah it's it's that's it's hard to do and especially as it's a really business hard. owner it's hard to give that up like you were saying especially when it's your baby mm -hmm. you know but I, it does get a little easier it does. It definitely does, you know, well, especially once people earn your trust and then you start to, feel, you know, feel a little, feel a little more free, right? Because, mm -hmm. like, they're taking a lot of weight off your shoulders and now you can focus on the growth and expanding the business and have that peace of mind that, you know, the stuff's getting done correctly and mm -hmm. they're fucking killing it. Yeah. Like, that's well, all ties into hiring the right people, right? And how all it takes is one bad hire to really – throw the whole wheel out of whack, out of balance. Yeah. One thing that we didn't even touch point on that I want to real quick, because I listen to it on other people's podcasts that they don't really talk about, mm -hmm. is you always say hire the best talent, right? You got a fuzzy here that's driving me fucking insane. Well, how long has it been there? For the last couple shows. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of podcasts don't talk about it. They always say hire the best talent. Sometimes in the beginning you can't because you don't have, you can't afford it. Mm -hmm. You know, the best, yeah. the best talent comes at a cost. It does. And uh, so sometimes in the beginning, you just have to have those conversations with people like like we did with Alex. Hey, man, we can't really pay you much, but trust us that, you know, we'll get to that point of being able to pay you more, mm -hmm. you know. So in the beginning, don't feel like, like you can't hire the best talent yet because mm -hmm. you probably can't because the best talent comes at a point, you know. And, you know, we're still working up to that too of hiring the best of the best, like – getting to the executive level. Like I want to build almost more internal of building the people here to those executives and mm -hmm. hire and hire replacements or fillers for yeah, each the of previous, those positions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a fine balance That's, of, 
and it, it it's scary. Like we we had that point of like, damn, can we afford these people? It's like, can we afford to not continue to do this ourselves and not yeah. focus on growth? You know, so it's it's, it's a balancing act and it's hard. It's, what it's you, interesting well, that you say that too, by the way. Sorry, Dylan, I'll let you go in just a sec. But like, I've always wondered why when somebody like let's just say Procter and Gamble why they don't start like a new CEO or an executive up from the bottom so they understand each of those steps. Because in right. my mind, like that person should know, like when Josh started, he went out and like he boxed stuff. He went back by the welders and saw their process. Right. Like, you know, like in order to know the smooth operations of a business, you almost need to walk through each step of it. And granted, 100%. you can come in at an overhead like an eagle and oversee it. But if you don't know like why things are going slower on the production line or you know why enough rails aren't being made like if you don't know the actual process that goes behind it you're never gonna like you can demand more and more and more you won't build the trust but you're in never gonna be able to to actually know what they can put out because you don't know how many rails somebody can do in a day a lot of big companies do that is they they hire ex CEOs from other big organizations yeah. to come in and think that they're going to jive with the culture, but all they're going to do is just stir the pot, you know. And hey, I'm, there's ego there, you know. If, hey, I'm coming in, I'm making a million dollars, and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to switch everything up because I'm head honcho, you mm-hmm. know. And I've done it in the past. Where that's, I like the approach of what you're talking about. It's in a book that I read, Good from Great. It pretty much talks about companies, the difference of companies that are just good. And those that are in the same demographic that are great, you know, mm-hmm. so like Walgreens verse, I think there was like another company before Walgreens and why Walgreens expanded to where they are today. Hmm. But they talk about this company that did exactly what you're talking about is they had a CEO, got rid of them and moved up somebody that was just operations manager, mm-hmm. moved them to CEO. And this is like a multi-billion dollar company. And the dude crushed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he knew crushed the ins. It. He knew everything about the business. He yeah. knew the ins and outs. He exactly. knew the entire process. He knew all the vendors. He knew the customers. He, he knew had relationships everything. with employees. Instead of trying to plug in somebody f- from the outside and right. trying to get him caught up to speed. Yeah, exactly. Again, I think it's the same thing with hiring, right? You might get lucky and you might find that person who comes in and, you and might. understands it. You might. might. Big might. Mm-hmm. But if you move somebody up in your organization, you know, in case of in the case of CEO, right? Yeah. You uh, like. That person knows the business. They know 100%. the overhead, and now they're just taking on some more responsibilities. Granted, probably quite a bit more in order to, you know, do that position that needs to be filled, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. and they know the ins and outs of your business like the back of their hand because they've yeah. been doing it. Especially, I'm gonna assume if you're hiring a CEO, they've probably been doing it for a while, right. Op- ops manager for a while, or whatever it is. Yeah, right. So, if you're at those beginning stages where you're, har- you're bringing on your first chunk of talent for like each individual demographic in the beginning you're going to hire people to do 10 things that's what you just do mm-hmm. you know you bring your first employee on and they're not they don't really have a title because they do every, it was again and, the kind of like not, every, but not everybody's gonna you know? like that either because right. we've had people i mean we've hired people that this is you have to do all this and they want to do one job and that's well like i said it's not gonna work for everybody yeah. right you know well that's how it was like i said with alex like we brought alex on he's like what's my title it's like I can't really define your title because you do a lot of things, right? <laughs> you know. Does he, so you, does he have a title yet? Yeah, head head of partnerships and brand. Okay, but like he again, like that's that's his title, but he's doing more than that. Even yeah. you know. So oh, how yeah. long can a title be? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, so in the beginning, you're going to hire people, and they're going to do more than what they were hired for. But eventually, you're going to get to a point where you can hire good talent for each individual uh, uh, position. Position. Um, and it's, it's fun. And when you start hiring for those positions, make sure you take your time because if you want to do internal expansion on those people, internal growth, you have to make sure that it's somebody that can grow mm-hmm. and wants to grow, Yeah, you know? Time. And right now I feel really good with who we have in positions to be able to expand the team internally, mm-hmm. you know, versus bringing outside executives that have this, 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 and this, it's like, it's all fine and dandy, but you know, they're coming from a corporate company and then are they going to instill that here? Think that they have an ego? You know, mm-hmm. I want to build it with people that are building it with us right now. That's mm-hmm. that's the most fun because yeah. now you feel like you have a part, like this is part of yours as well. Yeah, you know, which it is. This is a part of everybody's. You know, I still this is I awesome look journey. back at what like, I mean, a year and a half ago already, and I'm like, damn, like that nine employees was fun. Like 
I was wearing multiple hats and getting right. so much done in a day. And now it's like, I still get a lot done, but it's I was like, say, now I don't get nothing done. <laughs> now I'm just drinking no, my room. Yeah. Hi, hi, that whiskey bottle. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, you know, but you, like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's yeah. so much like, I get like, obviously still get a lot done, but like at the end of the day, like I have two people I can hand off jobs to and yeah. you know, I don't, I might not get to go help like in the warehouse or it's a different you know. kind of work before it you probably felt like you were getting a lot done. Cause you were busy. Oh, big you time. know, I got all this stuff, all this stuff to edit, but now this is a different kind of work where you're still busy. You just might not be so much into like the editing as you were before mm-hmm. or the busy work, I guess you could say, Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Which is, is great because then you can focus on now building a team under you uh, and yeah, then actually you know, working delegating on tasks, bigger projects. Yeah. Right. I mean, I will say like hiring people still makes me nervous, you know, because like yeah. from the aspect of these, they're putting trust in you. They're trusting you to provide them with a paycheck to feed their family and to pay their mortgage and to pay, make their car payment and to pay for their kids schooling and all that shit. Like I feel that burden. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not so much. I don't even want to look at it as a burden, but like responsibility, you know, like. Yeah. Like fuck, you, Sam just Sam just brought a bought a new taco, you know. Like, fuck, he's relying on all of us now to push. Those listening, Tacoma, Tacoma. That was the previous uh, podcast. Uh, cream cheese, <laughs> cream cheese taco. Cream cheese, taco. You gotta Tacoma. listen to the previous podcast. Sour cream. But like now we have we have no choice but to continue growing this. Sam Sam's got a car payment to make. And that's motivating. You know, I love it. Motivating as fuck. I love you know it because I mean? then, like I love it when. Does that mean I can walk around the warehouse and tell people to work harder so I can pay for my car? <laughs> No, definitely no. doesn't. Okay, okay. Um, but like, not not until I lost my train of thought. Is like a roadblock. No, block. I know. You, you, you have those. My thought of train. Yeah. <laughs> you have those. Derailed. You have responsibilities to people to continue to grow the business so that they can continue to um, afford or yeah, that's where I was participate going. in their life as they know it. I love it when people go and buy shit. You Hell know what yeah, I mean? Because like that's the biggest I motivator to me is like fuck yeah, like good, go out and. Go out and get that new vehicle or your you know new your apartment. house, house yeah. shopping or new apartment or whatever, because like that makes me fucking feel good that they're that they're trusting us, that they're feeling comfortable with their with their job, and now yeah. our job to right that mm-hmm. we have to do is to grow this thing and to keep it fucking going. Yeah, I always right? say it. I want I want it to look like a car show out there. Fuck yeah, <laughs> everybody, dude, that'd be sick. Yeah, but that that right there is super motivating, and that's something that you keep instilled in your head. So whenever you're, maybe it's a Saturday night and you're like, oh, I'm just going to relax. It's like, hell no, dude. Everybody's got all these payments and responsibilities to pay for. And they're relying on you. And they're relying on you. So if you don't do this, like you're only doing a disservice to everybody else. And that that motivates me every single day. That pushes me to go to the next level because I want to blow this thing up just as much as everybody else does, you Mm -hmm. know? So, but But yeah, honestly, to, to kind of bring it all together, few main points here. One would be don't rush hire. Take your time to vet as many people as you can. And if you can't find somebody. Don't rush into a hire. Do not rush into it. Use the resources like you were talking of LinkedIn, Indeed, Facebook, Instagram. Word of mouth, networking, community. Like that's how, like you said, that's how we found most of our people yeah. is just word of mouth, networking. Tell, I remember there was a time where I was literally everybody I had met or talked to in a day. I told them that we were hiring, and if they know anybody, to let us know. Yeah, just to, just just to spread the word. Well, you know, take our dad for example. I'm not saying this is what you do, but he said most of his hires were from a bar. Yeah, talking to people. <laughs> he made, at, he yeah. just talked to people at a, what he was what he was out, out at the bar, and they're like, "Hey, I'm actually looking for a job." He's like, "Cool, you look cool. I'll hire you." Yeah. You know, but uh, so he didn't do his homework, is what you're saying. What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But uh, if he can drink a full night with a guy, he's you know probably trustworthy, right? If he doesn't, if you like, can see how they're acting when they're drinking, then yeah. it yeah. gives you a pretty good uh, determination so, of their personality. Well, a good hiring test is to get them sloppy drunk. <laughs> yeah, and see yeah. how they hold themselves. Well, what we just did, we just hired our insurance agent. You know, mm-hmm. we knew that he was a killer. Yeah. And we knew that because we saw him at every single event. Yeah. Every event. He mm-hmm. was there. He was at more Damn. events than we went to. And we don't, I mean, we don't really go to a town, but he's ev- constantly following up at 9 p.m. on Saturdays, uh, emailing us constantly if we don't reply, hey, I need this. Hey, I need this. Hey, I need this. That's somebody I want at this organization doing that for oh, our yeah. customers. Yep. I want him to service our customers the way he serviced us because he crushed it, mm-hmm. you know? 
So that's just an example of you might you might be having there might be people in your current life that might be a great fit for your organization. It's worth the conversation. Sometimes they just fall into your lap and you can't you can't force it. Um, but yeah, one don't rush hire. Do your research. If you need to like go on LinkedIn, you can type in what job you're looking for and it just dumps out everybody that has that in their title. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of your recruiting right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. for if you have like a warehouse or something that doesn't really require an education of like a, or like like a, like a degree or something. And a lot of that's just word of mouth. Find people who you can trust. High school high school yeah. kids are always looking for summer jobs, mm-hmm. you know? Find that talent. High school kids are killers, dude. Those guys are like we have Kane, Kane's a beast. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to talk. He just wants to work. Hurricane. <laughs> Hurricane. Dude, yeah, I love that. So who uh, walks in and just hands out like a little slip, like, "Hey, I'm looking to work." Like, he he walked in was, here. I know. With, I remember. You know, you remember that? He's yeah. like, "Hey, I love what you guys are doing, and I want to work for you." We're like, "Okay, can you start tomorrow?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, perfect. You, you just that was the interview. Well, fuck yeah! yeah. A 14 year old kid comes in, says he wants to work. Like, right. dude, that just shows his personality right there. You know what I mean? His parents found out like how and how long, right. And, right? and all that stuff, and yeah, exactly. And he's crushing it. Um, oh, big time, yeah. But vet them out. Make sure that you do your due diligence. You ask the right questions during the interview. You be honest of expectations during the interview. That's probably the biggest thing I would say if, that for. you can take away from this episode is just make your expectations clear. Like, right away. Right away. Even at the what interview. What you're looking for, what you want them to do, and what's expected of them. Yeah. That way there's no... No questions. No questions, no ill feelings, no nothing. That's what... Right. They know exactly what they're getting into. Yeah. So if you're expecting them to work after hours, say that. Hey, there might be days this week or in weeks where you have to work late mm-hmm. nights or even on the weekends. I just want to make that clear. Because if you don't and then you expect it when they're there, they're gonna it's it's kind of disservice to them too, because they're like, Well, you never said that. Mm-hmm. You know, I never knew that that's what you were expecting of me. Um be brutally honest. You might not be able to afford the best talent in the beginning. And if you can't but you have somebody that's asking more, talk with them. Mm-hmm. Let them know where you're at. Hey, I really want you. How can we work this out? Maybe it's not a right fit for, at that point, and you hire them in I the mean, future. That's definitely something we've learned through the hiring process, too, is everybody swings for defenses. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> like when so, it comes to this wage and everything. Like, yeah. okay, so, what yeah. are you looking to make? Huge fucking number. Okay, well, we know. Let's tame that down a little bit because I, <laughs> yeah, like, I know that's not what you're making. Yeah. You know? Well, nice try. We know yeah. you're swinging for defenses here, so let's negotiate a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there's and always. Once you prove yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. That's the main that, thing too is like, dude, we got no fucking problem paying people that are gonna fucking kill it. Absolutely. Like, if you're gonna come in here, you're gonna kill it every single day. Absolutely, we're gonna pay you for it. Like, yeah. and pay you well for it. But right. like, if you're gonna come in, you're just gonna kind of skate by and do you what know, you're supposed to do. Just basically what you're supposed to do, and not can push any further. Well, then you're just gonna get paid what you're supposed to get paid to do that. Yeah. You know. So like, that's just kind of our mentality in this in that f- aspect, I guess. Yeah. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, it's hard in the beginning hiring the right people and the whole hiring process. It's sleepless nights of, did I make the right choice? Am I at the point to hire? I get it. We've been there. Just go with your gut. Honestly, a lot of the times, what does your gut feel when you're in that interview? If it feels like the right person, sometimes your gut says, yes, you hire them and they're not the right person or they lied or they gave you exactly what you wanted. There you go. Now you're going to learn how to fire somebody. <laughs> that it's yeah. it's what you have to learn, and it's the things that nobody wants to do. So then that's another point real quick is if you have to fire somebody and have that conversation, don't withhold it just because you don't want to have the conversation. You're mm-hmm. just wasting money. Yeah. You know? And you're then hurting you're hurting your business. You're hurting you're your business. You're slowing yourself down long term. Exactly. All the so above. I think it's a super valuable episode. Listen to it as many times as you can, especially if you're in the hiring phase because there's some valuable stuff here. And don't work your employees like Egyptian slaves trying to make a pyramid. <laughs> no. I forgot that this was up. That, yeah, that, that, was, that was like the first 20 minutes, dude. I want Di- You know what? I want Dylan to give the Viper ending. Okay. Here's a, a can. What so do I do? Talk about. talk about Viper Energy. Okay, let me, uh, I'll point this at you real quick. This ad's brought to you by Viper Energy. <laughs> this episode's brought to you by Viper Energy. Every episode's brought to you by Viper Energy. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. 
So guys, we just released Viper Energy last week. You're gonna wanna try this out. We spent, what, two years formulating the, the ingredients for this. It's all natural. It is great for you. It's not like all the other energy drinks out there. It doesn't have any artificial sweeteners, no artificial preservatives. Everything in here is all natural. It is good for you. It tastes fucking great. And we just launched it last week. It's on our website www.viperenergy.com v-y-p-e-r energy.com you guys will not regret it i am addicted to these things i seriously can't stop drinking them and they give me unbelievable energy like seriously i told you guys i want to go running before i still want to go running and if you hear dylan wants to say he wants to go running yeah that's, that's when you fucking know rare so that means you know it's, <laughs> you know that it's really that's good, good right if there. i have the energy to go run you know it works so give it a shot guys let us know what you think Peace Thanks out. for listening. Share the Bye. show. Damn, that was good.